I feel devotion. I feel devotion. I feel uh, the devotion. I feel devotion. What up, what up, what up, what up? Welcome to the Devotion Podcast. I'm Joan Marcet, recording from an overpriced flat in Berlin, Germany. And 2,000 kilometers away from here, also recording, is my dear friend Aniol, a.k.a. Any Hoops, safe from these annoying Twitter Super League arguments. What up, Annie? What up, Joan? Long time not seen, man. Yeah, too much. Too long, man. It's been a while, but I think we needed to charge our batteries a little bit. Yeah, and now we're ready for the playoffs. That's that's the most important part. Yeah, apologies to every every fan expecting a weekly episode. Uh, it's it's been just impossible. Like uh, way too much work. Way too, way too, too much too work, jobs. man. Yeah. That's good though. That's good. It, it's good for us, definitely. <laughs> it's good for <laughs> us. Uh, not so good for the podcast. Hey, but we are back. We're strong, and the playoffs are starting, man. I'm I'm really pumped. Um, I have to pay some dues before though, because. Uh, on our last very random episode, uh, we promised that if one of our listeners would make it to the end, we would prepare a poem for, for him or her. And in this case, Andreas Glazer, uh, he's one of our best fans, always interacting with us on Twitter. We love him. Uh, he contacted us saying like, hey, guys, I made it to the end. You got you to gotta prepare me a poem. So here it goes, Sunny. Are you ready? I, I'm, it's not possible to be ready for this one, so just <laughs> let, let's do it as if I was, as if I was ready and <laughs> go for it. I actually took an artist license because, um, like a poetic um, exception, because I'm pretty sure that being German, his name would be pronounced Andreas Glazer, but I'll just make it English and I will call him Andreas Glazer, uh, just just to make it easy to rhyme with words. So. Here we go. <laughs> Andreas. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Don't worry. Okay. I need, I need to get ready for this. Okay. Andreas Glazer of the Devotion Podcast. You are a trailblazer. You should know that of this podcast, you are a stock raiser. With some euroleague content and our stupid jokes, we, make, we hope to make your life a little brighter, like a laser. We hope that German winter goes away soon. And you will not need a blazer. Please, do not switch to Eurohoops. They have so much audience, they will just treat you as a one-time using razor. Wow, wow, <laughs> wow. Have no words, man. Have no there words. you go. Andreas, I, I almost took a month to prepare this. Uh, so you can, you can see how much effort is behind every, every episode. Uh, well, let's just move on. It's the playoff. Uh, let's talk about the playoffs. <laughs> there's no smooth transition in here, Annie. There's no possible. There's no possible moving. There, there's no way I can make it smooth to just connect this poem, this very shitty poem, with uh, Euroleague. You know when reality surpasses fiction, <laughs> then right now we just leave that. But whatever. Yeah, let's go to the playoff. Let's go to the playoff because. This start today, as soon as we post this podcast, they're going to be live. I mean, the first game meets, when, when's the first game starts? <laughs> At seven today. <laughs> At seven. Uh, it's, Why is uh... not working my computer? Okay. <laughs> it's FS against Real Madrid, actually. At seven, yeah. 
seven and the the other one at quarter to nine quarter to nine we also have uh bayern and uh, milano actually andreas glazer team bayern uh, making it their debut into into the playoff maybe i could have used that for a transition <laughs> but now it's too late now it's too late shall we talk a bit about fs and real madrid because it's the first one and uh, you know the creating of this series it's already it had already some kind of uh, juicy topics to talk about because the reason that real madrid is playing fs is one uh, it has to do with fc barcelona can you any explain us a bit what happened there well as you should know barcelona lost against bayern in the final and uh, in the final game of, of the regular season in palo grana we saw pagasol's debut mm -hmm. <laughs> and it was kind of like playing in my neighborhood <laughs> <laughs> Street ball, like, yeah, well, both to Pau Gasol, and who cares who's going to defend because we just want to, to make him play a little bit. That meant that Bayern, that it's an incredible team, won against Barca. Mm -hmm. And because of that, Bayern going to play Milano and Efes going to face Real Madrid. And I think that, Juan, I don't know if you agree with me, but Efes gonna be the only the only team that's gonna make it to through the final, uh, well through the playoff to the final four actually. You think so? Well, did you hear about the the news coming from Turkey with all the coronavirus cases that Fenerbahce is having right now? Ooh, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh boy. Yeah, yeah. yeah oh yeah. boy. Oh. So what are they gonna do? Well, we're going to talk about it later because <laughs> they have a hell of a problem. I have to admit, though, that like I was like, as you know, well, for all the listeners, I, now I'm working for the Spanish league, the basketball league. And I didn't I don't want to say that I left it a little bit on a side, the year league, but it's been like a crazy weeks. And. Uh, a couple of weeks, uh, no, sorry, a couple of days ago, I was uh, talking to the CM, the community manager of Liga Andesa, and he was like, oh, how is your podcast? It's David Vidal, shout out to David Vidal. Shout and he, he asked me, uh, who do you think is going to make it to the final four? <laughs> and, and, I, and I said, well, Barca, then Seskie, and then Fenerbahce. And he told me like... <laughs> Like, you know they're facing each other, right? And I'm like, Whoa! that's how that's how bad last week's has been for us. <laughs> it's like, okay, he's not gonna listen to our podcast. Like, no chance. But whatever. There you go. The, the Eurolic experts. <laughs> yeah, coming back to the topic. Um, FS, I think he's doing a bright basketball. Real Madrid has a like for me a shorter roster then with the addition that Garuba I don't know if he's gonna play because he injured last week in Ligandes again yeah he he like it was like one minute to go and he made a, a monster dunk <laughs> and when he fell like he he got some problems with his left uh, leg so mm -hmm. we'll see what happens and also because Real Madrid, well, he added Poirier, but only for Ligandesa. Mm -hmm. So if he was able to play, maybe they could match the at least 
the the centers of FS with Tavares and Poirier, like next year, it's going to be a hell of a, hmm. a center couple. Yeah. Especially on defense, yeah. But then, I mean, you have to count always on Carol. You have to count always on Rudy, on Sergio Yu, these veterans that they have won everything. But I don't know, like, in, like facing, for me, the best team at the moment in the EuroLeague, like with great shooters, great offensive players, Misic, Larkin, Beauvoir. I could go for a while, like Anderson. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have too many weapons on offense that I don't know they're able to stop because Madrid also, they have veteran players, young players, but maybe young players, they are not ready for this kind of, of play of like a, the best of five. Who do you, how do you think is it going to be? Do you see a sweep for FS, a 3-0, or do you see Madrid still in games? Well, I think Madrid at least will still one game, mm-hmm. maybe two. I don't know, like, for sure one, because they have this honor, this pride they have, the, Los Blancos, but in the end, think, well, Madrid has been won, winning everything, like, for the last, what, Eight years? Yeah. I don't know how many years. They've it's annoying. Been... I'm so, I'm so yeah, sick of it. A little bit. I'm a little bit tired of it. Yeah. But they're great. And I'm sure that in Madrid, even though they won't have like, well, I don't know if they're going to have public there. I think from the 1st of May here, like in Spain, regulation changes and they'll be allowed up to 500 uh, spectators. But I don't know about the EuroLeague. I know that Liga Andesa, yes. I don't know, I, I, because in in other sports there was they already have audience, but uh, in basketball not not yet. F- football and basketball they are kind of banned for some reason. Yeah, yeah, which is a bit kind of stupid. Banned. Yeah, it's a little bit stupid. And if you see what you're facing, that I don't know how the things are in Turkey, but I'm sure that they're gonna let fans inside the the arena. But if you see the news that coming from Moscow or St. Petersburg. Mm-hmm. Zeni, we're going to talk it about later. They have uh, sold like 70% of the yeah. occupation. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know till which point this is fair or not. I think it's not at all. I think it's not fair at all. Uh, it's, it's just that simple. Some teams are going to have real home court and some teams are not. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. that, that's, that's how it is. But, well, it's a messy year. Um I think that for this series, the only thing that it plays in Real Madrid's favor is that they don't have any pressure. Everyone expects FS to to go and advance, and they will, I think, because they just have more firepower. They are the better team. Uh, Or not the better team, but they have the better players. And yeah, I I actually see a sweep. I really think that uh, FS is going to make it 3-0, and Real Madrid is just preparing for next season. Uh, yeah. Making the young players play. And yeah, I, I, if they win one game, it, it's already, they have already handled their, their business for me. But and let's yeah. see. I, I don't want to, to dig a grave for them, but I mean, even maybe they'll have to start thinking about how they're going to rejuvenize the the roster because if you see at the roster of Real Madrid roster you see Fabian Cazer 33 Anthony Randolph injured 31 Rudy Fernandez 36 Alex Tayes 33 La Provitula 31 Felipe Reyes 41 Carroll 38 no 
Some Real Madrid fans might think like, okay, but maybe the worst position uh, for for Efes on the court is at the center, and Real mm-hmm. Madrid has probably the best center in the competition. But it's a kind of center that it's not a dominate offensively. It's not gonna dominate offensively. And yes, he can dominate defensively against any kind of center, but usually Efes doesn't need inside scoring because they get all their scorers from outside. So I don't know the role that Tavares is going to have in this series. Well, important for sure, but not only that, Joan, I would also say that they have certain suddenly that there was a player that he was mostly known for most of yeah. the basketball fans of the EuroLeague. And you, you saw him like the first uh, uh, rounds of the regular season. So like, okay, maybe that's the sore point of FS. Yeah. But after games, you, you see that he started nailing three-pointers and you see that maybe he opens the court, then he can really hurt Tavares offensively too. That's true. It's not a good matchup for, for Tavares probably. It's like Boitman on the last uh, play game against Sieskier that he scored like four threes or... Uh, uh, in Madrid, so it was. I I, I agree with you. I think that uh, Sanli is probably more uh, a strength than a liability in this in this round. Mm-hmm. Shall we move into the next one? Because tonight as well we have uh, Euro League playoff debutants uh, FC Bayern visiting uh, Armani Exchange Milano. Ani, how do you see this series? How which series are you expecting? Well, for me, it's going to be the most competed. Of the whole of the four series, uh, from my point of view, Milano it's been a great uh, team all season long. But we'll see how the line is. I don't know if he's gonna play. I don't know the last update. But he, he started see... their last uh, Serie A game. He was already on the starting five. So well, that's good news for Milano. But the thing is that I don't know at which point is of or if he needs more rhythm to be the Malcolm Delaney we were used to to see back in Locomotive, in the NBA, in Barcelona, uh, whatever. And also Bayern, that's been a hell of a team all season long, um, winning games that nobody could expect. Um, people that is uh, stepping uh, on the court and changing games and changing also the dynamics of the game. We talking about not only Jalen Reynolds, that for me is the most surprising player of the of the season, but also Lucic, players that they had like secondary roles in other teams and they just lit up, lit up. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. And Baldwin also, Nick Weller, Bab, that was a completely stranger for most of us. I think that they're such a physical team that they really can't face um, Milano's interior strengths. I, I agree that they can match that. Uh, but for me, this, this one is kind of tricky. It's the fourth against the fifth. So it's the two teams that are like closer into the standings. But for me, it's like uh, FC Bayern depends so much on, on, on Reynolds, uh, Baldwin, and Lucic to produce an offense, and especially with mm-hmm. this free-flowing, you know, a lot of pick and roll for Baldwin, make decisions, uh, make mistakes. It's, it's the, the, the team is yours. And, you know, Mil- 
that that works if when you face this guy like twice in half a year in six months or four months but if you are facing him in two weeks four times i think that especially a team that has messina as a coach can really try to make him uncomfortable mm. and i i actually kind of think that milan is gonna is gonna take over this series um i expect a 3-1 uh for milan i i can see Bayern going nuts and hey, they've been surprising us, not you, because you were expecting already that they would that they would make the playoff and that they would dominate Danny. But uh, mm. as we heard on our episode with Gerard, um, but I really think that the the veterans from Milan are gonna make a difference. Like Datome, uh, Heinz, Sergio Rodriguez, they all know how to act on this one. So there's a lot more certainty on that they are going to perform than the players from FC Bayern. Having said that, you never know. Uh, I hope that, I really wish that this series would go to five games, but I'm, I think that we're going to be closer to three than to, than to four, to be honest. And just one last note, it's the only matchup where one of the two teams beat uh, the other on the two regular season games, actually. Milano won both the first game of the year, 79-81, but the second one, especially in Milan, 75-51. to That was... Yeah, they really struggled. Often you were talking about, certainly, another thing is that they're veterans, and because of that, they have like a huge amount of experience that maybe Bayern players, they don't, don't have. But on the other hand, you were talking about Madrid not having pressure. I think that Bayern has even less pressure than Real Madrid because what they have accomplished is amazing. So they just, they're going to go and have fun. And I'm sure that Trinkieri will tell them that. Just go and be yourself. Don't care if we lose one game by 30. Maybe they lose the first one by 30, but then they come back. You can have a, a, an awful day as they had in the second in the second game in Milan against against them, scoring only 51 points, but still they can be the opposite side of the um well of you know. Wow. Yeah. Sorry. Did you hear that? No. Cool, cool. Okay. Let's let's <laughs> stick with it. <laughs> Sorry, it's my, my laptop is doing some weird noises sometimes. Yeah, Annie, I need I need a I need a number. Like, do you see it going? I, I assume that the way you said it, it, you're gonna see it going to five games, more likely than not. Who do you see winning in five games and making it to the final final for Milan or Bayern? Well, I think like they're gonna play, they're gonna be like really tough games. I think they're gonna play the fifth one, and I think that there the experience will come up and Milan are gonna get the win. I'm re- I really hope that you are right and I'm not, because I really want to see as much game five as possible mm. in this in this playoff, and I think we can get them. The but the more the more five games they, we have, the the more work we have too. So oh yeah, well <laughs> FC Barcelona should win three uh, zero, and then all the all the other stuff, uh, all the other series can go to five games. Shall we move on to onto the games that or the series that will start tomorrow? Because we have, for me, the most interesting matchup is this one. Uh, Fenerbahce against Seskia. Well, now you just told me about the coronavirus cases. So I'm not sure if it's going to be that interesting or if it's going to well, happen at all or what's going to happen. But how do you see this one? 
well, they've been really selfish teams because they mostly um, got all the important news these last two weeks. Uh, on behalf of Seskia, we had the news that uh, finally, when we thought they well, he couldn't do it, Mike James found a team in the NBA. He's going to play for the Brooklyn Nets. But on the other hand, we see that there's been like a, so many uh, coronavirus cases. There's been an outbreak, I don't know, in Turkey because, well, in Fenerbahce, because Igor Kokoshkov has not traveled to Russia and his assistant coach, Erdin Khan, will be the one that coached uh, the team. But not only that, because Jero Ledi, Jan Besseli, Edgaras Ulanovas, Voidikson, and Yigit Onan will not play the series. Well, at least um, they're not going to play these two uh, first games against uh, Seskia. And Duberioglu maybe will play and Pierre do it on Friday. Woof. Yeah. Wow. wow. Oh, my God. That, now I'm sorry, man, because... That was going to be the best series for me. And I don't know, because uh, uh, I thought that Duvarioglu was also a confirmed uh, coronavirus case, but now I don't know exactly. I'm trying to find, find it in some EuroLeague webpage. But the thing is that they have very few players to play with. And it's going to be really hard to play against Chesquia. And you have these two games that they're happening in Russia. That there's going to be the crowd there. They're going to feel more comfortable. A lot of players, when since Mike James left, they stepped up. Hmm. Talking about Clyburn, Shengelia, Boynton. I mean, in the end, uh, with... Mike James on the team, you just could expect that Mike James uh, shoots the ball 20 times and scores 35 points per game, but there's too many stars in that team that it's even not necessary for them to have Mike James. I agree. Uh, also, Lundberg fit, fit well right in, right? Like yeah. he, he's, he's performing really well. Oh, man, it's just such a shame, eh? This, this series, imagine this series without Corona and with... Uh, uh, with Milutinov and with Mike James as well playing for for the for Seskia. that would have been really really mm. cool. Uh, but yeah, well, knowing that, I have to give that for me the favorite is Seskia, no doubt, no hands down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hands down. Yeah, yeah, for me too because of all the injuries and COVID cases they've been having these days. Fenerbahce because even if they could start playing. When you've gone through coronavirus, you feel sick, you feel weak. Um, we saw the case of uh, Sandro Gentile, a former EuroLeague player, that he had to come back to uh, to Italy. He was playing for uh, Movistar Estudiantes in Spain, and he had to come back because he's feeling sick with headaches, out of shape. So I don't know how this can affect the players too. Yeah, well, let's... Let's hope that everyone recovers quickly, that there are no side effects like with Gentile. Hopefully he recovers soon and next season he can, he can keep balling. One of my favorite guys, Gentile, one of these guys is pure talent, out of shape always and still, still getting buckets all the way. Mm-hmm. 
let's move on to the last one uh, because FC Barcelona got the first spot and they are facing Zenit St. Petersburg, which is a team that ended up eighth, but during the most of the season, they were on the top four, uh, on the top four tier of the standings. So I think this can be also kind of a tricky series. How do you see that, Manny? I think they are a really scary team. I would have preferred to face either Valencia or Basconia because firstly, you have Xavi Pascual. It's a great coach that actually is going to be Zenit San Petersburg uh, coach next season. It's confirmed. And because they have former Barcelona players that usually they have hell of a game when they face their uh, former team. We saw Pangos leading up the last game oh against Panathinaikos. That was Kors, beautiful to watch. Yeah, he's yeah, he's beautiful. It's been beautiful to watch him play all season long, and also like very physical players that they can match up based on a physicality. We'll see. I think in the end, it's gonna be the, the key for me. It's the curiosity that Barcelona has from the three-point range. Mm-hmm. If they can open the the court. And we'll see uh, which role has Pau Gasol because he has been playing a lot, well, a lot, not a lot, but um, between but 10. More than what we minutes. expected, no? Yeah, but I think that Sarah's wanted to give him like playing minutes. But now that it's really the, the time the, when everything decides, I don't know if he's going to play that much. I mean, they have to face, uh, they'll have to face Goudaitis, like the yeah. very physical uh, center. For me, if I would be Saras, I wouldn't see a lot of power at all. I I agree with you. It's you have to defend how maybe forty times uh, pick and roll situations with Pangos and Gudaitis. Like yeah. it's and we already saw in some in some uh, Spanish league games that it it's a huge difference when you have Pierre Oriola or Brandon Davis guarding on the pick and roll than when you have Pau. So yes. I, I I see Pierre and uh, Davis all the way. But hey, let's see. We'll see. Not the best matchup indeed, but maybe Saras tries um, some alternative, maybe like a zone where Paul can stay inside the inside the paint, not doing much, not going outside. We'll see. We'll see. I'm sure that Saras has prepared something anyways. I I actually, I think that this series is going to be a long series. I think it at least it goes to four games. That will mean more work for me, but... Uh, so I, I really wish that FC Barcelona would, would, would sweep, but I, I just don't trust Chayo Pascual. He's just gonna he's just gonna find every answer to every uh, play that the FC Barcelona is gonna is gonna put on the floor. He's go- he will have a, I don't know. Since the matchup has been confirmed, I think that the guy has not slept. He's just been watching FC Barcelona film, uh, so he will know everything about all the players. And yeah, I, I really love Kevin Pangos. It was amazing what he did against Panathinaikos on the last game to clinch the playoff spot. That was that's one of the best performance I've seen from a Euroleague player this year. That was yeah, so, great. Sure. so great. Yeah. So I will I, say 3-1 for FC Barcelona just because they have so much talent, but I wouldn't I, it would surprise me more that it would be a 3-0 than a 3-2, to be honest. For me, it's going it gonna depends on what happens tomorrow for me if tomorrow Barcelona has a silly game that it's going to be a really tough game I expect a really um, tough rough difficult game like very close 
So you're gonna you're gonna see it 61 to 60 or something like that. Right? Something like that. <laughs> and then if Barcelona wins the game, I only see Barcelona losing one in Russia, so passing through one. But if they if they lose tomorrow, mm, I expect the the fifth in Palabrano. Wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Usually, game one is always uh, a tone setter for every series, and I'm really afraid for tomorrow's game. Yeah, from mm -hmm. a FC Barcelona fan perspective, because you know Pascual will come with the homework done, and that team that team is is balanced, and that team knows what they are doing on the floor. But yeah. Man, I can't wait. The, it's going to be so much fun. We'll see what happens. Let's hurry up because we need to pause this episode just in time. Yes, yes. Let's call it. Let, let's close it here, man. Uh, let, uh, after this week's games, we're going to make another episode. Uh, course, sure. Hopefully with uh, a lot of one-on-ones and a lot of tight series. And uh, yeah, thank you all so much for watching, you know, uh, for listening. No, you can watch, I guess, the screen. Um, But <laughs> sorry, Annie. Thanks. Thanks so much. Uh, we are very happy to be back. And yeah, something else. Last, some last words, some last remarks, my man. That as the same as you, I just want to have as many one-on-ones game as possible. Let's let's see that. Let's see that. Okay. Thank you all so much, guys. And remember, devotion. You gotta feel it. You are listening to The Devotion Podcast.